Welcome to With Love, a podcast founded by women, produced by women, about women in technology. There is a huge place for women in tech, and this podcast is going to get well into the work as a leading contributor to help change the trajectory and see the rise of women in technology. Sit back and enjoy as our young female hosts share energy with experienced professional women in technology. Welcome to the Wit Love Podcast, a podcast that is connecting young hosts like me to professional women in technology, where we'll get to share wisdom and learn about each other in the process. My name is Cassian Hutchinson, and I am a math graduate from the University of Waterloo and a security strategy analyst at Sun Life. I am motivated by fostering community and have a passion for fintech innovation. I led several strategy, data, and diversity initiatives for national and lo- local organizations, including Aspire, TD Bank, Motivate Canada, the Merit Award Bursary Program, and the University of Waterloo Financial Technology Club. Outside of work, you can usually find me working towards my fitness goals, volunteering, and staying immersed in the digital culture by improving all my programming skills. Today, I am beyond excited to interview Julie Smithson, who was a businesswoman, wife, mother, and woman in tech. Julie's personal mission is to inspire others to create and design what special technology for good and think and act in a socially, economical, and environmentally responsible way. It is through this lens as co-founder and COO at Metaverse, a 3D web game engine for business and XR Studio, that Julie is leading enterprise companies to digitally transform and educate and use spatial technologies. Julie guides her team to translate instructional language interaction behaviors and curate knowledge testing gamification for businesses. Julie is also co-chair of XRWomen.com, a global group of women who meet every Wednesday to learn about the applications of extended realities. The group works to advocate, inspire, and build communities aimed at inclusivity of gender equality, race, and ethnicity in the digital sector and beyond. Julie is also the host of the Polly Awards, celebrating the immersive web and co-host of WebXR Summit Series and Metatraversal Exploring Best Practices Through Experiencing Virtual Worlds. Julie's leadership is focused on transforming, training, and marketing into immersive experiences using technologies to to design Web3 solutions, integration implementation, and deployment to produce growth benefits, cost savings, and human efficiencies. I trust that you are as excited as I am to get to know Julie Spitson. Welcome, Julie. How are you doing today? Thank you, Cassie. That's quite a mouthful. I, I think I'm even overwhelmed with that. I, I need to shorten my bio a little bit. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. We are so happy to have you on the podcast today. Where are you tuning in from? Uh, Just outside of Toronto in Mississauga. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So to get to know you, we'll kick it off with a few warm-up questions. As we head into the chillier months, it's fall now. If you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? Mm, That would be somewhere warm. Definitely like Costa Rica or 
something Ibiza is my one of my favorite places to visit but past season now that'll be next summer but I think if I was to go anywhere and jump on a plane it would be Costa Rica amazing of course it's always at this time (laughs) where we start to think about where's the warmest place we can go (laughs) (laughs) that's right and what's the most interesting place you've ever been to um I think it would actually have to be Ibiza um I went a long time ago and that was with one of my, my earlier companies, um, back in 2012. Um, and it was related to touchscreen devices and, and the music industry. So I, I think by, by interest, just, it was an exciting time. Um, also bringing my young girls to Ibiza, uh, back then was, was a true family vacation experience staying there for a couple of weeks and something unique that I know not many families do that, but that was something that we did as a family. That's incredible and a really great experience for your your kids to have, especially younger. That must be really incredible. Excellent. Can you briefly introduce yourself and share your background, including what inspired you to co-found Metaverse and develop a web-based game engine for businesses? Sure. Um, So I guess I'll lay out the confusion first. Um, Metaverse, our company, we created in 2016, way before the trend of meta um, or the Metaverse, uh, V-E-R-S-E, became a trend. Uh, We spell our company M-E-T-A-V-R-S-E. And in 2016, um, my husband and I, we started a company at the time just building and learning everything about the technology, quite frankly, just, you know, there's so many different aspects of immersive technologies to to understand. And um, at the same time, our partners had started building a game engine. Uh, We actually met them in 2019 and merged our company. So now our company Metaverse is a 3D web game engine. It supports business applications on the web for interoperability. Um, we've also got a couple of products that we've built out of our engine, like the mall. It's a, it's the largest virtual mall, hundred floors high and hundred million square feet that we're building V stores for. Uh, we also have Metopia. It's a, a collaboration meeting platform, just like we're, when we meet on zoom, you can have that same, uh, same, the same meeting features, but you're doing it spatially. And that's the key about all this techno- technology. It's it's spatial computing, spatial design, and um, introducing that process into into everybody's worlds, whether it's sales or marketing. That's um, that's basically what we've been building, and we have the tool to be able to deploy that on the web. Um, so building out Metaverse uh, since 2016, and and moving into our 3D engine core. Um, you know, pandemic hit, a lot of people learning different things. Our industry catapulted, obviously, being virtual. And um, then it became, wow, things are happening so fast. How do we keep up? How do we literally keep up with all this information? And already working in the forefront of this technology and understanding it, um, even I was having, you know, a hard time keeping up with the news. And, And the only way I could think of for myself and my close friends who we were already trying to keep up with the technology um, and our co-founders, Karen Alexander, Sophia Moshasha and Sarah Klein, we said, you know, we need a, we need a place where we can meet every week and, and keep learning and learn from each other about this technology. So this is when XR Women was born. It was born in November of 2020. So this month we, uh, next month, sorry, we hit our three year anniversary. 
Um, and we started November 15, starting to meet immersively. And when I say that, we meet in immersive worlds, sometimes in VR with a headset, sometimes on our desktop, sometimes people access on their mobile device, depending on which world we go to. And um, we've actually been meeting for three years straight every Wednesday. Um, we have an XR women's session and we've learned from each other. And tomorrow we celebrate, I think we're on 144 events in a row. And That's our community incredible. has grown to 800 plus women globally, uh, all working on such different things, everything from medical to the arts, to NFTs, to AI, uh, Microsoft, retail training. So they, all these women come and meet with us every week and we highlight a speaker. So we have programming, which is pretty intense as well. It's like having a TV show that's been running forever, you know, for three years straight. And um, uh, it's it comes along with the, the production of producing a virtual event with avatars and, and having a spatial world. So pretty proud of, of the community that we've built. We average about 30 to 30 women uh, every week that come and learn and everyone is invited. There is no membership. Our community is global and we consider anyone's an XR woman who manages to get into the spatial ecosystem and come and learn um, because that's, that's, that's what we're striving for is the knowledge transfer. Knowledge is power. Um, our big goal this year was to inspire more women, building confidence and boldness and who they are, how they're present at the at the table and conversations with allies, and um, building up the gender diversity um, piece, and uh, you know, featuring the the amazing and incredible women who are working this space. And I could go on and on with stories, but maybe I'll stop there because that's quite a long introduction. <laughs> that's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And first and foremost, congratulations on that incredible milestone. I think it's so great that you took your passion personally for the space and you decided not to only stop with you and your circle, but you decided that this is something that was important to be shared with others. And especially having uh, weekly meetings to be able to learn from all these different industries and areas and take all that information. And it just sounds like a great opportunity for knowledge sharing. So thank you so much yeah. for your role and part in that. Yeah. And, and it is global too, right? So exactly, it's right. not just Canadians. It's not just Americans. You know, we've had people drop in from uh, from Korea. We've had people come from Amsterdam and show up, uh, Germany, um, Australia when they can, because obviously how do you try and plan a global event every, every week of the year at a time that fits everybody? It's just, it's impossible, right? right. So, uh, so we're looking at, um, and then recording in 3D space, that's a whole different technology around that. So, so this has been our, our growth, um, but really proud to be part of the leadership team that's putting on these events every week because it's um there's not very you know in doing what we're doing there's a lot of complexities in putting on this show every week for 30 plus people from around the world and um we're dealing with really different technology today right Wow, incredible. Very inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing. I would love to know what is the core mission and vision of Metaverse and how does the web-based game engine fit into that overall vision? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so the overall mission for Metaverse is Metaverse creation for everyone. Um, 
the the core technology of metaverse is a 3d game engine that um can literally power a a gamified type experience uh so if you're familiar with unity or unreal they power um you know different types of applications for example fortnite is a video game now imagine taking a game that could be um uh, developed spatially and it's for business and um you know building out experiences that apply to training or to a retail or brand experience and being able to design and build that out with a with a tool like the metaverse creator which is it's low code um there is codable access uh, through javascript in the back end but we've designed it so that we can um allow as many people as possible to be able to design something spatially and publish directly to the web and that's a big that that makes the big difference when you don't have to go through an app store for permissions and you're not paying anybody else commission and so that's you know our I invite anybody who's listening please check out our editor it's editor.metaverse.com and metaverse is m e t a v r s e and um start creating and building out something in 3D and and this is where business applications may may apply and um we recently at the beginning of the year won an award with one of our partners Siemens Health and Ears for transforming their training um and we won an award best advanced in education delivered through technology by changing the way that just maintenance and repair training was delivered to those end uh repair people and it wasn't in VR it was on desktop and this is the one piece i think that is a big myth about this immersive technology is it's not just about VR um it's about 3D and that's where it starts and it can 3D can be interacted with on your mobile device on a tablet on a desktop computer or then you go into headsets and headworn devices whether it's mixed reality or or fully immersive it all starts with 3D and that 3D design and this is what we accomplished when we worked with Siemens Health and Ears um and then the the engine itself is powering those experiences in the back end so um having an editor that's easy to design and create and deploy and then integrate into back end systems that's the future of where we're going with this technology implementing web3 solutions that can be interoperable and um you know with you I'm I'm sure I can go really technical but I want to be careful I talk over that borderline <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> I think that's incredible and I love how um with this this engine that your team has worked and built it is really to fulfill that mission mission of you know the metaverse for everyone right making it more accessible. I think a lot of a lot of times when people hear like web3 or spatial technology it's kind of like oh my gosh what is this and it's and it's something mm-hmm. that seems so massive and inaccessible so any work that's done to make it more accessible and to demystify it and really help um businesses even individual users really understand what it is at a fundamental level and the impact that it can have i think that work is really important so big kudos to you and your team for the work that you're doing Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, 
you know, building all of these things out, it takes a different mindset and it's a new one. Um, There's a couple of things going on. First of all, you're dealing with new spatial technologies like 3D assets. And and one of the questions I ask our clients when we start working with them is when I land in your metaverse, metaverse space, you know, what does it look like? And what does it look like if I turn around or I move my phone around to look around? And that's a concept that we're not used to because we're so used to this linear thinking and 2D thinking, right. screens, posters, books, computers. And now it's time to actually step into our technology. We're going to start using the Z axis. We've been dealing with X, Y all the time, right? And this technology is now going to take us into this spatial environment. And that's a really big thing for teams to wrap their heads around, especially at a business or government or uh, enterprise level of, you know, how do you design something that's spatial? And even a branding guide changes because, uh, you know, when you're dealing with different elements and textures that are in these worlds, they could give off different other effects that adjust your brand coloring or what it looks like. So there's a lot of new considerations that need to be a part of developing these new projects and new ways of doing things. And there's a, there's a lot of handholding as well. Right. I can completely imagine. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'd love to know as a co-founder, what challenges have you encountered in building and scaling metaverse and how have you overcome them? Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm one of the co-founders go, you know, right from the beginning. Um, I think just being an entrepreneur um, and at the stages that we've gone through um, our company, we've managed to sustain a lot of our business through sales and proof of concepts with our clients and growing with our clients. Um, The challenges there would be, you know, uh, building the right team. Um, and I'm so grateful to mine right now because we're small, we're intimate, we 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 know what we're doing. Um, I think the next challenge for us will be scale. Um, and that's something that I've kind of been through in and out in the last couple of years. Of course, COVID threw a, you know, a bit of a ding in everybody's plans. And so <clears throat> knowing that um, you know, scaling will next be the be the piece that I know as a co-founder will be challenged with, allows me to prepare for support and, you know, systems and processes to make my role as efficient as possible as we grow, because it's, you know, the, we have a couple of solutions now next, you know, in the next six months, we may have many more. So that's incredible. hundred mm-hmm. percent. I think Mm -hmm. it's such an interesting space to be in because there's so much left of the roadmap to traverse through, to conquer, to to explore. So I'm sure as you know, you've been in the space for a couple of years, as you continue to to be in the space and grow and learn, you'll see the industry evolve and um, a lot more use cases will come out of that as well. I would love to hear on the topic of use cases, can you share some specific use cases or success stories um, with the engine that has made a significant impact on a business or industry? Mm-hmm. What businesses or industry do you really see having the most benefit from spatial technologies? 
Mm-hmm. Sure. So I shared a little bit about my, uh, the work with Siemens Health and Ears and, and through that work, we, we ended up transforming and um, the amount of um, in-person training hours because part of the training went to a virtual lab. And that interactivity not only, you know, retained more knowledge with that, you know, with the users, but they saved costs on travel and training centers and bringing people into into um, a particular place and location. So um, reducing, you know, in-person training times from 10 days down to five days, that's a huge impact for an enterprise company. Um, another story I'll share is we worked with the Mars agency, um, Mars Wrigley, with one of their products, Starburst, which I'm sure a lot of people know of their sweet candy. Um, and we built out the Juicy Verse at the beginning of this year. So in April, um, if you go to starburst.com, you might be able to try it. I think it's still accessible there. Um, but we built out a fully uh, gamified experience that was one of the first in the world. And I'll explain. Um, so the Juicy Verse itself was activated in real life for example, in a Walmart where there was a QR code and the user scanned that QR code, bringing them to the Juicyverse. When they entered into the Juicyverse, their avatar walked them through these Starburst shoes and allowed them to get an, um, as an avatar, allowed them to get a t-shirt for their avatar. They could play a game, they could play music. Um, but one of the, one of the games was uh, get lost in space and the user had to find eight items. Once those eight items were found, the Juicyverse pass that they had on their phone in their Google or Apple wallet was provided with a 50 cent coupon that they then went back to the store, used that coupon because it was in their Apple or Google wallet, and they got 50 cents off that product. So the first in the world, again, was IRL in Walmart, back into the Juicyverse, they got played a game. And the, the, the reward was tied to an NFT process, you see. So that NFT translated into a cashable coupon that the user then went back into the store and there was product purchased. And that was the game changer, right? Uh, that was the, the definition of how do we make Web3, because it's fully 3D interactable and tied with a blockchain um, process and then produce a coupon for that user than to cash in on a product that you're trying to sell them that's winning right that was the that was that winning point and that was the proof point that we worked on and um it's not to say that we didn't come up with a lot of challenges in the development and learnings and that sort of thing but the proof point was there in that first first in the world process um so i encourage anybody to look up the juicy verse and try and get in and play it the contest is over there's a 3d gaming like a how to design in 3d with choose and you can create your own designs um but that was kind of the pinnacle project for us this year and it was a lot of fun to make that's incredible how fascinating and how incredible of an experience must that have been for the end user to be able to go through that process and i've literally i am so excited hearing you describe it much less being able to actually experience that so that is an incredible milestone and thank you so much for sharing that powerful success story mm, yeah well, it just shows it just shows you know whether it's training 
this right. technology applies. Yeah. If it's retail sales, brand marketing engagement, and and the brand engagement piece, that's the that's the jewel, right? Because you need to start to tell a story with your customers if that's what we're talking about is retail and brand experiences with a gamified component that's in the back end of it, as well as you know a product knowledge sharing in that experience. That's that's the future of where we're going and, and to attract consumers towards your product. We don't have TV commercials anymore. So how do you advertise? So you have to make that brand connection and make it fun. Um, we built the juicy verse. There's other things out there. There's the Oreo verse. There's lots of other things. That, but um, brands should really or, or small businesses be really thinking about how do you connect your brand spatially with with the end user and how are you going to keep them in your metaverse? You need to create some sort of interactive game and, and that's the power of the technology and how it'll transform to product sales or, or learning retention or product knowledge or whatever you're trying to work on. Absolutely. And I think um, the way that these experiences are being designed really help brands or whatnot really resonate with the end user because you you're a lot more likely to resonate with a brand once you're able to interact with it and you have that connection and i think those spatial awareness type of experiences really help to foster that so thank you so much for sharing and time does fly and unfortunately we are at the end of our interview thank you so much julie for your time today and for saying yes to being a guest on the wit love podcast you've certainly given us so much to chew on your insights perspective and responses have made this a really truly thought-provoking episode thanks for pushing us to think outside the box thanks for having me <laughs> to everyone that's listening we trust that you enjoy the discussion and look forward to our next episode please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode we would love to hear from you so please leave us a review on apple podcasts bye for now so there you have it we trust that you enjoyed this episode and are looking forward to the next month Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Until then, thank you for listening. With love.